0: Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. In this podcast, we'll be talking with a variety of people, parents who have homeschooled, those who are currently homeschooling, students who are being homeschooled, those who have been homeschooled, and they'll be sharing their experiences and testimonies. The charge to homeschool is by no means an easy responsibility, but as you'll hear in this season, It is going to be the most important and worthwhile achievement of your life. The returns are exponential and they're generational. I am so excited to travel this journey with you. Let's get started. Well, welcome back to the chat. I have an amazing guest, Brianna Chittick. She is a believer in Christ. We both go to the same church, Awaken, um, wife to Pastor David Chittick, mother of four beautiful, beautiful princesses, Adeline, Mila, Haven, and Layla. Brianna and David were all campus youth pastors at Awaken Church. Um, then they became pastor campus pastors at the Bressie campus. Then God swept them away, took them on to a whole new journey, and they opened up their own coffee shop, found in Escondido, California, and now there's an amazing, you know, new venture called One Room Co, where Brianna is CEO and founder of it, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Super excited to hear all the things that God is doing in this area now with the new homeschooling. And Brianna just jumped on that and just felt the call of God in her life to to plow forward. So tell us a little bit more about One Room Co. <laughs> about you awesome. you and your family. I'd love to hear more. First, Bex, thanks for having
1: me on and all that you do. I just love that you have a vision to be a spokesperson to bring truth and awareness and open people's eyes and... So it's an awesome. honor to be on here. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Um, one room co. Okay. So listen, I'm just a regular mom. I they, I, I want everyone to know there's, I, I don't have superpowers anywhere other than I have very strong convictions of, for my children. And I mm. am thankful that I have a husband that has the same convictions as myself. And it was just You know, we wanted to be our children's parent. We did not want anyone else to be the parent of our children. And when we when our girls were born, it was during that season when, um, you know, uh, vaccinations was becoming big with with, um, Mm. all these. You know, I I was vaccinated growing up, but the amount of vaccinations that was required when it was my age and the things that they put in there uh, is completely different than now. And the more I did more research, the more in my spirit, I just knew that God was telling me to hold off. Um, and so as we were going through, uh, we got to a place where our kids were not allowed to attend school unless they were fully vaccinated. And I would have had to give my kids <clears throat> at that time over 60 vaccinations in one summer in order for them to get into school. And uh, and so my husband, and I just said, well, that's not an option. We paid, you know, um, thousands of dollars to get proper exemptions because we've had um, we've had family reactions in our family line. And so we didn't even want to risk it with our own kids. And so we got the exemptions. There's one school in San Diego that accepted those, uh, those exemptions. And it was a school that did two days of regular school and then three days of homeschool. So look, I'm a mom that I never thought I would homeschool. In fact, I was probably the opposite. And I've had really bad um, introductions to homeschool kids, and they were goofy, and they talked weird, and they just weren't right who I wanted my kids to be. Yeah, and, um, and that bad first impression almost made me want to put my kids in a system that I didn't even agree with, anyways. But it was a very interesting, like, psychological thing that I went through, where I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, wait, why do I hate that so much?" And so I started realizing that homeschool is really a reflection, a reflection of a parent. And so I knew that my children, if they're with me more than at school, they're going to be like me. And I don't think I'm that socially awkward. I think I'm quite normal. We awesome. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? It doesn't make sense that I would think my kids would, would come out as awkward if they are with their parents who, you know, I guess own a coffee shop and my husband's running for Congress. And, you know, I'm, uh, it's like, we are in the world and we are, we're, we're very much a part of it. And so, um, so we chose to do homeschool and the first year of doing homeschool. Um, I, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And I don't mean that to scare anyone. This is why I'm developing the platform I'm developing is because, I don't want someone to experience homeschool the first year the way I did. And there's, there was a lot of different websites. There wasn't one website with everything. Um, and it was very difficult. There wasn't a description of curriculums. There wasn't, you know, steps on how to organize your life. What binder should I be using? And how do I know if I'm getting all the work done in time? And there was just a lot of things that there was websites here and there for it. But um, I ended up just, Paying a parent, a homeschool parent, excuse me. I ended up paying a homeschool parent to uh, come over to my house and organize my homeschool room so that I kind of knew what to do. And so after that year, I didn't like the mom that I was becoming. I felt like all my patience got wasted during school and I had the rest of the day to be a mom, a wife, and a businesswoman. And so I didn't have the patience to do the rest of my life. And, um, I started realizing, you know, there's gotta be a better solution. Um, and so that's when a friend of a friend knew a teacher that didn't agree with the school system was kind of over the union. I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but
0: totally can, okay. <laughs> um,
1: and, uh, that's when I, I asked the, you know, the teacher to come and tutor my kids part-time so mm-hmm. that at least I felt the pressure of, I'm not ruining my kids they're getting Mm. an education. Mm. Um, and this was of course, Bex, you know, this was during two years ago when all the kids were forced to do zoom calls. And I have twins that were starting kindergarten for the first time Mm. trying to zoom. Okay. One kindergarten doing zoom I'm sure is hard enough, but when you've got twins doing it, it was psychotic. And so, um, like I said, the first year Of my homeschool year was probably the worst case scenario possible, but I'm really thankful for it because it just forced me to think of a new way of doing homeschool for, for working parents or for single parents or for moms like me who could probably be home and homeschool and work later on because my schedule was more relaxed, but, um, who just needed assistance. And it's okay that you can't homeschool full time. It's okay that parents need assistance and it should be okay. So anyways, um, long story short, I had the teacher come part time, it was getting really expensive. And so then I was like, I'm sure there's other parents like that out there. I started asking all my friends, they were overwhelmed, but no one was talking about it. And so the more that I asked about it, and the more that I was just saying, Hey, you know, how are you liking homeschool? And, I started finding out there was a lot of parents like me, and so mm-hmm. I asked them to join my house with my tutor um, for two hours a day, and they started just splitting the funds with me so that the expense of the tutor wasn't so much. And so then I'm like, well, this is great. Why don't we just start a little school? Like we might as well just. And I didn't know that at the time that there was something called a micro school or a pod, where you hire a teacher and with up to ten kids and they they teach together in on private property so i had a friend that had an adu uh, which is like a granny flat it was you know beat up so we renovated it and we made a sign that said freedom academy and
0: oh, i saw uh, that that <laughs> made me cry when i saw that i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> it was beautiful I love it and we made a sign that said uh, make school great again and uh, you know <laughs> we just we were just trying to have fun in the middle of doing it all. And we hired yeah. that teacher and there was eight kids in the classroom. We got them little desks and it was just the best thing we've ever done. It, our, our kids would just, would love to go to school. They had horses on the properties. So we, were, we were talking about, okay, let's split funds for an instructor to come and teach them yeah. how to horseback ride. And, uh, and It was just, I never tasted a tailored fit education before. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I can tailor fit an education for my children without having to feel all the pressures of me doing it all on my own. And I think that is something with homeschool. I think every family that homeschools agrees that you need community in order to do it successfully. But more than community, you need it's like a village. You need people to do different things so that you're not just talking and having a relationship with other families, you are also other families and teachers are taking on different tasks so that it doesn't all rely on one person. And that's what I really love. And that's, that's really ultimately what what I would love for one room is you're going to see a map of all the teachers of all the families and all the micro schools in your city. We're going to start in Southern California and we're going to move nationwide and you're going to be able to find um, teachers and families in your area that you can do school with and you can tailor fit it. You can add sports. You know, I'm, I'm helping a guy develop a couple athletics programs so that, you know, children that love to play sport, they get to play sports if they don't want to do club, you know? Um, and my kids go one day a week to farm school. And so one day a week, they go to a property and they learn how to take care of animals and garden and then they do basically the science of our classroom and so they um they learned how to build a fire they learned solar and windmills and electricity and they built things with it it's just there's so many incredible options out there and Whoever's listening, if you have land, you have farm animals or horses or, you know, um, a space that maybe you could start your own outdoor school one day a week for children. It, it, I, I cannot tell you how many families ask for it in their area. And so, you know, just, you know, you can, you can contact me on the Instagram or on my email. Um, I I don't mind you sharing it with whoever.
0: Okay. I'm gonna put it down in the description. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's amazing that's my whole entire premise for me doing any of this a mentor coach came into my classroom after 10 years of me teaching and she'd never even taught biology or anything that i was teaching she was an elementary school teacher and i didn't think she can do anything i was like what is she going to possibly do for me right now (laughs) (laughs) like i really thought that and um next thing you know she revolutionized everything and that's what i actually want to be for everyone else so i I'm, like, seeking out people who have these expertise, people who have been, like, pioneers like you. What do you have that we can bring in one place that people don't have to run around looking for everything? So, I mean, kudos on you because, honestly, you are a busy mom and you're a busy family. And you guys have taken on creating something, you know, like – where did that courage come from? Because it that de- de- you definitely needed courage, because there must have been th- thoughts in your mind like, ah, you're not qualified. Ah, but like totally. how did you overcome those?
1: You know, honestly, um, I would probably say I have to overcome it every day. Every day that I wake up in the morning, I have to choose to not listen to the voices that I am not qualified and that. You know, I haven't been homeschooling long enough. There's people that have been doing it longer. I've never built an online platform. Like, um, I'm a very like people oriented person. I you know, I I I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I just every day am gonna be obedient to keep running the race and keep getting things done. And I think that's the thing with courage is you end up losing courage when you look too far ahead. So and, good. If wow. You take it one day at a time and just say, today I can do the best that I can do. Um, and that's, you know, if, if I had it my way, I would have launched one room in the winter. But mm-hmm. there's always obstacles and there's always things that happen. Um, there's partners, investors and things that, you know, go south and, and you just got to go, you know what? I don't know why that happened, but I'm not going to take it personal and I'm just going to keep trekking on every day. And, um, so I think that's,
0: that's probably the biggest thing I have with, with courage. That's beautiful. Um, I have another question. So in your, and after creating this, like, what was like one thing that you, in your venture, one thing that you didn't expect to happen, whether it was a good unexpected thing or a bad unexpected, like, was there one thing that you were like, whoa, did not expect that, you know. Like <clears throat> so,
1: okay. So we're we're launching this platform in June, um, and I've just been on the phone, emails, texting, helping as many families and teachers meet and start schools, uh, mm-hmm. micro schools in their areas. But in my mind, when I was first creating One Room, I was thinking it's mostly a platform for teachers to have a. a a more community relational based website where families could find them and families could find each other. You know, it was my, my main purpose of the website was bringing families and teachers together. Um, But as I am even diving more and more into homeschool and I'm going to talk about a book that just changed my life completely. Love that. Um, But as I was, realizing the more people that I was working with and the more teachers that I was talking with, the more I realized how broken the family unit is in general. And I thought, you know, to just expect families to choose homeschool and even teachers to leave their security and to venture really on their own into an education entrepreneur mindset. um, There's dysfunctions at home that will need to be dealt with in order for them to really enjoy the lifestyle that I've come to enjoy. Um, And even when I was choosing homeschool, like I said, my first year was survival. Again, I don't want that turning people off. It was just, I had no resources. I had nothing. And I was in the middle of Zoom and the pressure of having to meet needs over Zoom with homeschool. It was just hell. It doesn't need to be like that if you choose that. You know, any parent that's listening, but all that to say, I started realizing after I got out of survival and started going into a rhythm, how off rhythm or off uh, balanced my family was, and Mm -hmm. me as a mom with my relationship with my children, Mm -hmm. because we can get so busy with life and, you know, whether you're working or not working, life gets busy. Yeah. Um, I think there's a culture today where children are an interruption to our life rather than they are a part of our life. Well, wow. um, you know, I don't know about you, but I would go on park play dates a lot. And it almost is the culture where it's cool to put your kid down in front of everyone where you say, oh, my gosh, she just is so emotional. And there's this put down of your child. Yeah, it's almost like the cool thing to tell everyone how difficult parenting is, but your children are listening. And I'll be honest. I, I got caught up in, in that culture off and on where I didn't even realize I had it until I got to a place in my world with homeschooling where I wanted to start having fun with my kids and doing crafts with my kids. And I like Bex, I didn't realize like children should be learning every day, whether they're in school or not. I didn't realize like me as a parent, I wasn't taking time to explore with my kids to teach my kids, like taking the time to do stuff with them. Um, I would just be like, go do this, go do this, stop making messes. Ah, why'd you spill that again? And it was like, literally just, um, I, I never learned how to sit down and do stuff with my kids and it really bothered me. And while building one room, I started realizing we need to equip families of how to build a strong family unit. Um, and that's why I've got a doctor on who is a therapist and he is a therapist, like brilliant. I, I am like baffled that I get him on the platform. Um, But he's going to be talking about marriage and family and how to communicate as a married couple. There's so many families where the husbands are raging against homeschool and the moms want to do homeschool. How do you come to an agreement? How do you go from a mom who is fearful for her kids to attend school these days to a father who thinks that their kids, that his kids are going to experience the exact same experience that he had when he was little? And I think for families to understand that our experience when we went to school 20 plus years ago is very different than what school is today. Um, And I I use this illustration. I'm writing a book called The One Room Method. And um, I use this illustration of for you to boil a frog, you don't need a top. All you do is you just crank up the heat little bits at a time. And by the time they realize they're getting cooked, it's too late. And that's really how it's been with the education system. Um, it's been a very, very slow progression that we didn't realize where we are today because they made, they were very strategic on how slow of movement they did. Yeah. And now we're looking at <clears throat> parents having no rights on school campuses, that basically kids could get sex changes, abortions, mm-hmm. now vaccinated without mm-hmm. the parents consent mm-hmm. um, and Parents can't even say, hey, I'm opting out of sex ed. That's becoming a bill that's being passed here in California even now where pretty soon parents will have no say of what's being taught to their children. How do we get here? It's because school 20, 25 years ago is very different than it is today. And if we as parents think that we don't want to leave the education system because we want our children to have the same experience as what we had, we're delusional. It's not there there's no school like that anymore. And so I think, I think being able to fully embrace this new season of being able to give your child a tailor fit education. There's no more pressures now for you to be an athletic person or a kid. If you're not around the school system where all the athletic people are the most popular in school. Now Mm -hmm. you get to have a tailor fit education where maybe if you like art and sculpting, now in your micro school, you have a sculpting art teacher that comes every day and you're, you're being, your children are being built and grown by their strengths um, and their giftings. And I think I'm like, why wouldn't you want that for your children? We really do need a completely reset education. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one thing I love about the therapist that's, that's coming on board with One Room is um, he, he was actually um, getting a degree for his master's for education. Mm -hmm. And he said in his education, uh, while he was learning and going through school that he was learning the history and it's called, uh, of education and it was called normal school. Did you hear about that?
0: No, normal school.
1: Normal school was how it was originally started in the, in the mid 1900s um, where things really started shifting and he said normal school was to normalize children. And this is like the document that he was being taught, that from the, the, the vision and the point of the education system is to normalize children so that everyone is the same.
0: Which is exactly why I was, I've been wanting to pull myself out of the public school and literally take everything I've learned, take it, twist it around, to bring the right because there are disciplines and there are things that the public school does have right but what they're doing is they're adding all the evil to it does that make sense yeah. they're taking these foundations and they're just making it really really bad take that same foundation put godly principles to it oh my goodness you're we create different right we were all
1: unique in the womb he created you as a unique human being and they're wanting to normalize. They're wanting to make people the same, same, which to tell you the truth, like, so I grew up in Europe. I went to school in Holland and South Africa and Germany, oh, wow. South America. And so I didn't get a chance to really be normalized within the school system, which I'm really thankful for. Praise God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> one thing in Holland, when I was in second grade, I was told if I don't start getting better grades... By sixth grade, they're going to, they decide whether children are um, capable of even going into college and that if by sixth grade, my grades didn't improve. Now, now granted, I was going to a Dutch school, never spoke the language. So I'm having to learn the language fluently while trying to get perfect grades in order to enter college. Um, And so they said, you know, by sixth grade, if you're not smart enough, you can do farming or you can do more like manual labor type of professions, but you'll never be accepted into college. Um, And so I always thought of myself growing up as dumb, like not smart. Um, I will, I will always be mediocre um, because I could never get myself to, I never learned the tricks to the system. I, it never came natural to me. I am a, um I'm a verbalizer. i'm I'm someone that needs action and words in order to get it ingrained in me. I can't sit and memorize anything. Um, and so there should
0: you <laughs>
1: and, Whereas my husband literally will read you know one thing one time and will memorize it,'ll we'll have it in his mind for the rest of his life. and he got great grades. He didn't even have to study in school. And so it wasn't until I went to college. I went to a community college. And this one teacher just sat me down and she's like, Brianna, I see you work so hard and you're studying so hard and you're getting C's. Can I teach you the trick to the system? And I thought, Oh my gosh, the trick to the system. You mean, this isn't about you making me smart. This is about me needing to learn the tricks in order to become someone else. Um, And so I, I I'm like, why would any parent want that for their child? You know, when you can give yourself your children, a tailor fit education rather than a one shoe fits all. I mean, isn't that why America has become so great was because there was that freedom, the land of the free to be who you are and to go after what you want. And that's why we were known as your dreams could come true, right? Like whatever you dreamed could become in America because it was the one nation under God who actually valued your individualism and your uniqueness And where you didn't have to just be conformed to a one way to the system. And I'm like, we need to bring that
0: back. Yes, we do. And I, I love, oh my gosh, everything you're saying and my, you know, one of the things touching on exactly what you're saying, as we allow each child to be themselves, I remember as I was growing up in school, I remember thinking, wow, that person is so free that's allowing me to be free. Uh-huh. And it's because of that, I remember it's because of that thought that I've grown in a place where I'm like, I need to be completely me so I can allow someone else to be completely them. And I've always thought that. And I, I think God has really utilized all these thoughts since I was, you know, since I was a kid growing up, um, you know, people and the way I used to see things and thought, like I was also like you, everything had to be very hands-on. I had to be very hands-on. However, my mom, she used to homeschool me, like from the time I was two years old to like five years old, actually before that, she homeschooled me, right before, I think right out of the womb. So she set a really strong foundation for me, but I always had very, I always had problems like in processing. So I had to work really hard in processing information um, it wasn't that I was done or anybody's done with processing. It's just our brains sometimes don't, don't process information exactly the same. Like I need to see it. I got to touch it. I got to play with it. I got to work it apart. I have to see what it looks like. I have to put it back together. You know what I mean? That's how, I, so it takes long. <laughs> it just takes
1: a really long time. And I think that's why, you know, in the school system and correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, having to take a test. Um, determines the success of the teacher and the children. Correct. But the honest truth is, it's like we wouldn't need to take a test if there wasn't so many kids in the classroom. Um, every teacher should know that every child learns at different speeds and that's okay. Yep. Uh, and that's what I tell homeschool families all the time. I'm like, they're freaking out because their kindergartner is not reading a book. And I'm like, it's okay. Fine. Like maybe they're excelling in math. Correct. Excelling in science. And they will learn at, a, at their own speed because all of them are different. It's so um, true. Whereas in school, you're just determined as <clears throat> dumb and unsuccessful as a teacher if your classroom is not testing right. But I was a terrible tester. I needed someone to sit down and explain the question to me. Sure. And I guarantee you I would know it. Um, but if it was the best, I, I didn't know. I always thought that they were trying to trick me with questions. I overthought everything. And um, and so all that to say, I just think we really need to rethink what is education and what right. is the healthiest option for our children. And will our kids miss out on stuff? No, but they might miss out on your memories of what you had growing up.
0: Right. Um, but why not recreate it 10 times better Right today. Right. right. Um, And who says that public school is the way that kids are supposed to socialize anyways? Like I, I, me being a public school teacher, all I've ever seen was bullying kids trying to outdo each other, like kids coming from addiction. Most of my kids go to psychiatrists. I'm not joking. So most of my kids, like, like a lot of them have to leave to go to a psychiatrist because they have issues. And I'm thinking, and this is what I want my kids to go to. I, don't think so. You know, like, that doesn't make any sense. No, no. Wow. You know, I really love our conversation. And I feel like this is so eye opening. And I believe, you know, as you've been speaking, you really kind of, you've, You've kicked in the butt a lot of myths, um, even ones that maybe you had at the beginning. Being weird has nothing to do with homeschooling. It just has—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just what is weird and what's normal. Like, how can we sit here and say, "Well, normal school"? Like, that's something the government actually put words to, and we have to redefine everything. The kids who are going to homeschool now—we do have to give them that advantage. We do have to be the people who are imprinting in their life because the agenda is out there and you're a hundred percent right. And it's open and it's in our face and they're not even, they're not even being quiet about it anymore. Like they're literally telling you to your face, yeah, like so open and parents, you know, who are like, oh my gosh, it's, I I have to put my kid in in public school. No, that literally at this point right now, it's because of, what's this is this is the status quo they have to break it like it has to start getting broken my yeah. desire is literally to depopulate the public school to allow kids to become who they are supposed to be because this world coming up it's this world coming up is is these kids And I need to make sure that my future is bright. So these kids have to know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it sounds selfish. I'm like, but I'm going to get old one day and I'm going to need them to know what they're doing. So it's like, I can't have the, you know what I mean? A government mentality. So like with, with all that said, is there anything, is there like one piece of advice you'd want to give parents? I don't know, maybe not be afraid of homeschooling, Hmm. um, You know like because i think that's still the biggest fear like do i to homeschool or not to homeschool you know what would be like one piece of advice that you would give them about it to almost like encourage them to like just take the
1: leap yeah um i'd probably say i i was two and a half years ago where they are right now if they're listening and they they have that dilemma that's where I was two and a half years ago. And, um, today I say it was the best thing I've ever done for myself and for my family and for my marriage. Um, it, it has forced me to build a strong foundation in my home. Um, because I didn't realize how offset I was until I was in a new environment. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was just um, like I was telling you, I, I I'm reading that book. Um, or I, I I read the book Miracle Morning by Hal. Um gosh. Oh, Miracle Morning? Miracle it. Morning by Hal Elrod. Um Hal, if you're ever gonna listen to this, I want you on my freaking podcast. <laughs> the world how you changed my life. Um, but he he, he just is is brilliant at writing a book on how to how to how to um, master being a parent and how to enjoy it and have fun doing it. And, you know, waking up earlier in the morning, I'm, I'm not a morning person, but he's like, you've got to wake up at least an hour before your children and get your mind ready to dominate your day. And it has been a game changer for my business, for my family and for my marriage. Um, no longer am I on survival mode. And so I guess the only bit of advice that I have is, um, just, do it and plant yourself deep. Don't do it looking back saying, I can quit and go back. If when you choose homeschool, the the key to it is to plant your roots down deep and problem solve for you and your family to make it the best experience, because I am there now on the other side. I made it the best experience and I'm never going back. I don't care if anything, if things start changing in the school system, I am loving the way that our family has been built. And I'm loving the way my children are getting educated.
0: Oh, you so. know, I I, I I, want, I have I at the close adventure, but I'm going to say one last thing because <laughs> I'm going on what you just finished saying. What you just finished saying was you plow through things. You should You've, you've now become a model, and example to your daughters of what it looks like to persevere, even when things are hard and how things will turn out. Like you, you not only um, have created a new environment in your home, you and your husband all together, but you showed your daughters you don't give up just mm-hmm. because things are hard. Yeah. You problem solve and you move forward. In that, your life has been a, a learning example just to your daughter in just that alone. On top of what you're doing, building the school. I mean, the, the women that are going to come from this household... I mean, look out, world! Yeah, (laughs) come on! Yeah, and they're four sisters. I mean, that's—I mean, it's—it's—it's probably one of the most powerful things I've heard so far. You know what I mean? Like, wow! You know, it's like able to
1: just apologize to your children when you do make mistakes. You know, through that journey of, like you said, powering through and doing things that are difficult, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And I I know that David and I, from the, from the very beginning have said, we will always say sorry to our children when we've crossed the line and when we know we've made a mistake. And I think that's really, really powerful for, for parents to, to realize that our children are the most forgiving, um, humans in our life. And, um, for us to take advantage of that will hurt them. And so being able to know that your children are going to forgive you and hug you and kiss you, even when you just exploded on them. Um, is, is, and when they see me messy and when they see me just chaotic and trying to survive the day and I'm like, I'm so sorry, girls, I'm going to try better tomorrow. Mommy's trying to make schedules. Mommy's trying to do our calendars. Um, and I even ask my kids, keep me accountable. This is what mommy needs to do today. Keep me accountable. If I'm not true to my word, wow. Powers your children to realize you're not perfect. You're not God. Um, I get to help my mom and I get to be a part of this household. Oh,
0: all right. Oof. Okay. I know okay. where <laughs> okay. no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end the I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you like so where can where can my listeners find you and when can they expect your book? <laughs> yes. Well everything's gonna launch in June. And so um, if they want to email me
1: at breezy at one or they can go on my Instagram uh, which is at oneroom.co it, I, I haven't done much on there. I'm really just utilizing it as DMs right now to help mm-hmm. connect people and answer mm-hmm. questions. Um, I, I really want to focus on developing the platform and connecting families and teachers. Sure. Uh, but once June comes, it's going to yeah. be powwow with Instagram, website, and podcast.
0: What about your IG? Where's it, um, can they follow you on your IG account? Like your that, Instagram? Instagram
1: is at learnroom.co.
0: Okay. That one. Okay. At one room. Okay. At one room.co and your book, everything, everything's June. Everything's going to launch in June. Yeah. Everything's launching. Okay. So guys, June, you guys need to be following, um, Brianna on one room.co on IG and make sure you are, you are there because that book, I'm going to read that book. And also I'm going to put the other book down there too. The one miracle morning miracle morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brianna. This was awesome. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bex. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Anchor by Spotify. And you can find me on Spotify. I would love to be able to hear... Your questions, your comments, anything that could really help this podcast bring more value to you, I would love to hear it. You can email me at the homeschool podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the homeschool podcast, at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Once again, you've been listening to the chat and I'm your host, Bex Buzzy.